The communion this morning is a memorial. The table, the blood, the body, it's a memorial. He said, do this in remembrance of me. So the blood, the cup, the bread is a witness. It's a testimony. It's a memorial of what Jesus Christ has done so that we will never forget it. So that people in the world or children, our family members will look at us eating the bread, drinking the cup, and when they say, why are you doing this? That we can say, it's because of what Jesus did on the cross. So it's a memorial. It's a testimony. It is a witness. That's why they took the stones out and they piled them up and they formed a memorial. So in the Old Testament, we see that they built altars for sacrifice. And uh, that was the purpose for an altar was for sacrifice. But this was not for a sacrifice. This was to remind them testimony is only a testimony once it is shared, once it is spoken. And as believers, it is our, I know each and every one of us here this morning have had a personal experience an encounter with Jesus Christ. Each and every one of us that are really born again, really saved. How many of you know you encountered the Lord in a real way? Nobody can take that from you. Nobody can change your mind. No persecution can stop you. No rejection could stop you. You had an encounter with God and your life was changed. And that is a testimony. But it's not a testimony if you never share it. It's not a testimony if the stones remain in the water. The stones must be taken out and piled up so that people can see it, hear it, read it, stop and stand still and say, what is this? So that you can say, this is what happened to me. This is what God did for me. So a testimony is spoken. It is declared. It is uttered. And when we do that, something very powerful happens. Because when you have constant experiences with God, you constantly have testimonies. How many of you know God's constantly answering your prayers? How many of you know you're constantly experiencing things in your walk with God? Things are happening. Things are changing. If there are no constant experiences, then there are no constant testimonies. And if there are no constant testimonies, then we must examine our lives. Because any believer who is really saved and who really lives for God and walks with God, a believer, will have testimonies. Because Jesus said to those who believe in my name, they will cast out devils. They will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. They will speak with new tongues. No deadly thing shall harm them. These signs will follow them. It's time for you and me, for us, to have memorials. To have testimonies weekly, daily. Oh, this is what God has done for me, Apostle. He just answered my prayer. He just got, I just got somebody saved at my work. God did this for my family. I didn't know how I was going to make it. God made a way for me. Or I overcame this. Or I'm free from this. I'm so happy now. Come on. There's to be testimonies. I tell you why there's no testimonies as there should be is because the gospel of the kingdom is not preached and proclaimed 
there's another gospel that's being preached in the world. I want you to know, but when we talk about the kingdom of God, the king and his kingdom, when we live the kingdom life, there will be testimonies. We always want massive, big testimonies. Never over-exaggerate your testimony. Never lie about it. Never try to make it more dramatic than what it is. If it's a simple thing, like a headache that left, then just say, I'm so grateful. I want to tell you, I had such headaches, but it's all gone, and I give Jesus the praise. That's a testimony. Hallelujah. So when you testify, something powerful happens. A testimony is a part of our task, our calling to evangelize the world. Remember that when we testify, we do not want the attention or the focus on us. This is the problem why many people testify wrong and they don't see results or whatever. It's because they take all the time to talk about them. And the testimony is not really about us. The testimony is really about Him. We are just the sign, the visible representation of who He is, what He can do, that He is a reality. Can you say amen? So I want to challenge each and every one of you when you share with somebody or talk to somebody. Pastor Maria had a facial the other day, and she was talking to the lady doing, uh, you know, uh, some of the, uh, her face. And, and, and the lady was talking about her daughter, concerned about her daughter, and she could testify to her. She, she didn't preach to her. She didn't give her scriptures. She could just share with her, this is what God has done, and this is what you can experience, and this is what God can do for you. You can testify where you buy clothes, where you buy food, where you have your facial, where you do your hair, where you visit the doctor. You can testify. It's the most natural thing to do. You don't have to have a scripture and a verse. You don't have to have theology. You don't have to have Bible school. You don't have to have a, be a preacher. You can just be you and tell them what God's done for you. That's all that's required. And when you do that, He will manifest these presence. Can you say amen? So we need to be living, walking testimonies. My son plays sometimes online. He plays games, as you know, on PlayStation 4. They play online with other people. And, and over time, he's developed some online friends. And without ever meeting this friend, just playing online, led her to the Lord. Got her saved. She was an atheist. Her family was an atheist. Nobody in the family believes in God. But through just talking, through just sharing, through just playing, through just saying who Jesus is to me. Come on. Come on. She prayed the sinner's prayer online. Come on. Gave her life to Jesus. That's the power of a testimony. Oh, my. Come on. Give God a better praise. You have power in your mouth. The focus must be on Him, not on us. We can say what we were, what we were like, how bad we were, but we should actually then immediately begin to point at what He has done for us and how we have changed. Acts chapter 5 verse 29 says, Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, 
to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are His witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. So you're not just a witness. The Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is witnessing all the time. The Holy Spirit has called us to be the ones that witness of what we have seen and heard and experienced. And so this morning I want to tell you that if God has done something for you, or if Jesus has done something for you, if your life has been changed, if something of God has manifested in your life, we have to share it. There's a difference between preaching and testifying. Preaching is the proclamation of the Word. Preaching is the proclamation of the truth of God's Word. For example, I can preach on healing and not once mention anything that happened to me. I can preach on healing from the Word. I can preach based on God's Word that He's a healer, that He heals, that sickness is not part of His plan for our lives. I'm proclaiming the truth through preaching. But if I testify... I cannot do that because a testimony is not at all based on preaching or theology or the proclamation of truth. Testimony is he healed me. I was sick. I was dying. I had pain in my body and he healed me. The difference between preaching and testifying is that people can still argue with your theology and your preaching and your scriptures, but they cannot argue with your testimony because He did it for you. There's no explanation. There's no argument. He did it for me. You can't talk me out of it. I need about 50 people to give God a praise like you've had some sort of a testimony somewhere in your life that God did something for you. Hallelujah. I think I want to activate you now. Tell two or three people around you how good God's been for you. Tell somebody, oh my God, He's been good to me. He provided for me. I feel better today. He helped me. He healed me. He blessed me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So when they began to test, they said, we can't keep quiet. We are witnesses, and the Holy Spirit is a witness as well. And I'm here to tell you today, when people forget about God's supernatural power and intervention, they start separating from Him. That's why preachers backslide. That's why churches as a whole backslide. That's why Christians backslide. Because they forget what God did. You can never forget what He did. You can never stop thinking about what He did. Because it's that memory, that remembrance, that memorial that gives you fire and passion and life. Oh, come on, give God a better praise. Give God a better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. A testimony is not greater than preaching. A testimony is powerful. A testimony is not necessarily greater than preaching. And preaching is not greater than testifying. Both preaching and testifying have their place. Are you here? There are sometimes you need the preaching, but then there are times that you've got to testify. There are times you've got to witness. 
When they brought a man that Jesus healed with that was born blind, Jesus put clay on his eyes. He received new eyes. And when he stood before the Sanhedrin, they said to him, Who are you? Who healed you? Who did this? And he said, I don't know about what you're saying. All I know is I was blind. Now I see. Then they said to him, That man that healed you is a sinner. Come on, somebody. Then he said, I don't know if he's a sinner or not, but one thing I do know, I could not see, but now I see. I need about 50. Come on. Come on, give him a praise of a shout. Were you blind? Now you see. He couldn't prove to them that Jesus was the Messiah by theology, by scriptures. He was unlearned. But he could prove that Jesus was the Messiah because now I see. Oh, hallelujah. When you do that, you release the power of that testimony. Whenever you testify, you release the original anointing. The original power that was there in that moment. You release it every time you talk about it. Every time you tell somebody about how bad you were. How bound you were. And what Jesus did for you. You release that power one more time. When you tell people about the growth you had. Now the growth is gone. Jesus did it for you. You release the power of that miracle. When you tell somebody about how you had no money, but then you prayed and God provided, you release the power of that moment again. Testimonies keep the miracle manifesting, flowing, multiplying. Walk over to somebody and testify something. Tell them God's good. Do something right now. Please activate yourself. Remember what God has done. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Every time a testimony is declared, it loosens power. How many people were saved? How many people were healed? How many people were blessed? How many people were delivered? It's time to loose that power. It's time to testify. Oh, hallelujah. Because the Bible says we have overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of our testimony when you testify you overcome when you testify you release power when you testify you apply the blood oh come on clap your hands and rejoice somebody praise him a little bit testify Woo! A testimony reveals the character of God. Keep going, keep going. A testimony reveals the nature of God. That's why the psalmist says in Psalms 119.46, I will speak to kings about your laws and I will not be ashamed. Hallelujah. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. When you speak, when you testify, God says, you will not be put to shame. When you speak to kings, when you speak to your employer, your boss, your supervisor, when you speak to kings, 
You will not be ashamed. God will back you up. God will confirm you. The Holy Spirit is there to witness with you that what you're saying is true. It's not dependent on your personality. It's not dependent on your charisma. It's not dependent on you. You can be bold and fearless knowing He'll witness with you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Woo. John, John 10, 25. Jesus answered them. He said, I told you and you do not believe. But the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. So Jesus was saying, you don't believe in my preaching, but what I do, my acts, my power, that testifies of who I am. So I'm here to prophesy to the church that in the next seven days, some of you will come back with a testimony. If you believe that, come on, lift those hands, clap those hands, praise Him if you can. Some of you are able to jump or dance, do it. Some of you are able to express your praise in a different way. Come on. In the next seven days, you will testify of that car. You will testify of that business deal. You will testify of that door that was open. You'll testify of that healing report. You will testify of that child that came back home. I declare it. I prophesy it. Now. Come on, just 60 more seconds. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Whenever somebody testifies, the spirit of prophecy will manifest. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. That's right. Come on, testify on the drums. Testify on the instruments. Tell the world how great he is, how mighty he is, how good he is. A testimony reveals the nature of God. It reveals the character of God. Woo! Everybody stand, please. Lift those hands up high. In the name of Jesus, I release you to testify. I activate it in you. I stir it up in you right now. Would you lift your voice and pray in unknown tongues? Come on, stir up. Stir up that gift of God. Stir up that boldness. Stir up that authority. I commission you today as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. I commission you now to leave this place and to go into your world, to go into your territory, to go into your community to go into your family, to go into your area of influence and testify, not preach, testify, 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 testify in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I release a boldness upon you to testify. I release a boldness upon you to tell people. I release upon you a boldness to declare what He's done for you. To be a living, walking testimony that God can deliver from drug addiction. 
that God can heal from cancer, that God can put a marriage back together, that God can bring a wayward son back home, that God can heal a broken heart, that God can provide supernaturally, that God... Everybody please pray with me out loud and say, Father, I repent today for not sharing my testimony. I repent today for keeping quiet. I repent today for not declaring what you've done for me. I ask you now, Father, I ask you, fill me now with boldness, with power, with authority, that I will be fearless, unashamed to share my testimony with the world. I activate you in the supernatural power of God to become a living, walking, talking witness of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ the Lord. And everybody said, Amen. Let's give God the highest praise. It wasn't the preaching of the early church only that brought down Rome, that crushed an empire, that brought Christianity to the world. It was their testimony. They didn't have Bibles like we do. They didn't have so many preachers like we do. They didn't have many songs like we do, but they had a testimony. When they got together, they didn't have a lot of revelation, deep teachings, and books like we have. But when they came together, they would talk about what God did, who He is. And they went out and they, tell their, they told everybody, this is who He is. This is what He's done. This is what He means to me. And they brought down the Roman Empire. They brought down and changed the world. They turned the world upside down with their testimony because they did not love their lives, not even unto death. They were willing to die for their testimony. A testimony, a testimony. A witness is a martyr. Jesus said you will have power to be witnesses. The word witness there in Acts 1.8 is martyr. Because a witness in those days had to be willing to die if their testimony wasn't true. We are witnesses. We are willing to die for what he's done. We overcome the devil. We will overcome in this hour. We will overcome the principalities and the powers, the spirits of this age, when we start testifying by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the Lamb, we will break down the spirit and the principality of racism, of gangsterism, of corruption, of robbery, of violence. Through a living, walking testimony, we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, my karabokorabashianto. Tonight's going to be a very powerful night. At 6 o'clock tonight is going to be a testimony night. Tonight you're going to hear a couple of people in this church that are going to come and share what God did for them. So tonight I've got a few people that I've asked to come and to publicly, publicly just share and tell us what happened to them. 
because I want to activate and stir up. I want to bring into this church a culture of testimony, testifying, sharing what God has done. I don't want you to miss tonight because tonight the power of God's going to be released when we testify, when we share. Don't miss it. You're going to hear what God has done for some people and I want you to be a part of it. I want you to come, not just hear me preach, but hear what some people will tell us who God is and what He's done for them. Because it's through that that we release the power of God in our lives. How many of you will commit to start sharing your testimony? How many of you will commit to be a witness? How many of you will commit to beginning to tell people about what He's done for you? If that's your commitment, just wave it to Him. Let Him see that hand. Oh Lord, we commit. We commit to be living, walking testimonies. Give us, Lord God, the ability to do it. You've done it already. You've given us the power to be witnesses. And we will do it in Jesus' name. Nobody leave yet. I'm not done yet. I've got a few minutes. I want to pray for people that say, I want to be a witness. I want to testify. I want to be bold. I want to be fearless in testifying, in telling others about Christ. If that's you, quickly come down to the altar. We're going to lay hands on people. We're going to pray and impart and release the power of God. You know who you are. If you've been struggling in this area, if you've been timid, shy, or afraid, if you've been holding back, if you've not opened your mouth, if you've not publicly declared what He's done for you, this is the time to come now and come and receive boldness, impartation, empowerment, activation of this anointing in the name of Jesus. Everybody remain standing. Nobody seated. Everybody stand. You're in the presence of God. Stand. Stand. Lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. Lift your hands and pray. Leaders, come and get behind it. Ushers, come get behind it. I want the people of God to stretch your hands towards them and pray for them. Come on. Pray for these believers. Pray for these Christians. Pray for these men and women. That God will ignite them. That God will empower them. That God will use them. That God will fill them with boldness. Receive it right there where you are. Right now. Right now. Pastor Mark, begin praying. Leaders, pray. Ushers, pray. I'm not going to lay hands on them. I want you to lay hands on them. And pray. Release the boldness, the fire, the anointing of God. Right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every person in this altar. We stretch our hands towards them. We lay our hands upon them. We release over them now. Supernatural boldness. Supernatural boldness. Fire. Fire of God. We loose upon them a new, a fresh anointing to speak out, to be bold, to be fearless, to touch, to touch and impact the lives of people. There it is. There it is. There it is. Let, let the power of God touch you. Let the power of God touch you. Let this anointing touch you. There it is. Receive it. Receive it. Testify. Testify. There it is. There it is. Testify. Your testimony. Your testimony. Your testimony. Your testimony. Your testimony. Your testimony. Oh, yes, the Spirit of the Lord is moving upon this life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your testimony will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. Your testimony will bear fruit in the name of Jesus.
I want to give you an opportunity today. If there is any shame, any guilt in your life today, I want you to know that the blood of Jesus can free you from that guilt, from that shame. Life is empty. We are empty without the love of God. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He paid the price for you. He took your sin upon Him on that cross, your shame, your guilt. He was punished so that you don't have to be punished. All of us have sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory. We all deserve eternal separation from God. But I want you to know that Jesus took that punishment so that we don't have to be separated from God. So that we can have eternal life. So that we can be forgiven. You don't have to live with that guilt anymore. You don't have to live with that shame anymore. Bulls can't take it away. Alcohol can't take it away. Drugs can't take it away. Nothing can take it away. Money can't take it away. Nothing. There's only one remedy. And it is the blood of Jesus. He died for you. He shed His blood for you. And He's alive. And He will come into your life. And you'll never be empty. Never be afraid or ashamed again. Stop trying to fix yourself and clean yourself up and get yourself back together. You can't do it. Impossible. No man can. We've got to come just like we are to Him and let Him restore us, fix us, repair us, make us whole again. He'll do it. He'll do it. So come just as you are. Maybe you're a Christian, but you've lost your passion. You lost your way. Maybe you are, you know, you read your Bible, you pray at the dinner table, you go to church on Sunday, but you know in your heart that you don't know God really. Then I want to pray for you too. Maybe there's somebody here that you lost your way. You once served God. You were once on fire for God, but you lost your passion. But today you want to come back to the Lord. Come back home. Come back to the family of God. Come back to the Lord. And He will wash you. He will cleanse you. He'll save you. He'll restore you. If you need this prayer, right there where you're standing, just slip up your hand. And I'm going to pray for you now. Slip it up by. Do it quickly. You need to put it up very high so I can see. God bless you. God bless you. Hi. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just put it up high. Yes. Yes. Everybody in this room, as you have received that brochure, just hold it. Don't look at it. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't look at it now. You can take it home with you. But I want you to close your eyes. Everybody in the room, would you pray out loud this prayer with me, church? And say, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I hold nothing back. I give you my heart, my soul, my life, my all. And I believe you died for me. You paid the price for me. And God raised you from the dead. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Wash me in your blood. 
cleanse me from all sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fill me again with your Holy Spirit. I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. I receive your mercy, your grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love. I don't deserve this, but I thank you for your grace. I receive it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There where you're standing, would you lift your hands, church, for a moment? I just feel the grace of God all over this place. How many times have we not missed God, failed, fallen, stumbled? There's not one of us that can throw a stone at one other man or woman here. We all need His grace. Please lift your hands with me and thank Him for His grace. It's your grace. It's your grace. I am saved. I am washed and forgiven by your grace. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for your grace, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. You never gave up on us. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. What a beautiful moment in the presence of the Lord. And I want to encourage each and every mommy and dad, every son and daughter, every family member, every husband and wife, listen to me. Treat each other with that grace. Forgive each other with that grace. Love each other with that grace. And let God bring everything back together.